Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. To the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you were having a wonderful start to your Wednesday. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, and the podcast to be named later, all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. Again, my name's Sean Coleman. Pleasure to be with you. Thanks again to Stephen Tolbert, as well as the rest of the Battery Battery Power Podcast crew, who did a great job over the past few weeks. Me and my wife are very lucky that we have welcomed our newborn into the world, the newest Braves fan, Glad to have him aboard at the best time of the year when it comes to baseball. But that's the reason why I've been away for a few weeks. But it's great to be back with each and every one of you to discuss Braves baseball during the home stretch of the season. Of course, you can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And for the second straight day, the Braves series against the Phillies has lived up to everything we expected for it to be. Three games in two days, and there has been no shortage of drama, excitement, and just plenty of fireworks when it comes to the Braves and the Phillies two teams that have been among the best in baseball over the past few months. The Braves were able to get their second victory of the three that they played against the Phillies over the past two days. An exciting 7-6 to six victory that within, within itself, in one game, there were so many different storylines that could potentially play a part in the Braves' October story this year. It was a lot of fun to see it unfold. Plenty of drama, plenty of tension. You certainly would rather the Braves be able to like they did early in the game once they got a big lead, secure it without the drama, but for the second straight day at the end of the day, besides the Braves giving up a lead, they were able to overcome the struggles of their bullpen to get the job done in extra innings. And that's what stands out about this game, is the fact is is that once again, in Citizens Bank Park, like we have seen so many times before, that ballpark is usually going to result in fireworks. And that's exactly what happened on Tuesday night. In a 7-6 ball game between the two teams, 12 of the 13 runs were the result of the home run. Four by the Phillies, as well as three by the Braves. Nick Castellanos got the scoring started with the home run off of Max Reed. Then the Braves, as they are so accustomed to doing, came right back and took control of the game. Matt Olson tied Andrew Jones... Andrew Jones' franchise record for the Braves with his 51st home run of the year. Ronald Acuna Jr. hit his 37th home run of the year to make the score 3-1, and then Marcelo Zuna connected with his 34th home run of the year to make the score 6-1, and it definitely seemed like the Braves were going to take control of this game early, and that is no small feat in and of itself, because the pitcher that they did this off of, 
was Zach Wheeler. Besides Jacob deGrom, over the past decade, it's hard to find a pitcher who has had better success against the Braves than Zach Wheeler. And it's not as if Zach Wheeler has done it over just a few starts. He's pitched more against the Braves than just about any other pitcher has over the past decade. Entering tonight's game, Zach Wheeler had an even 3 ERA. He had a career 3 ERA against the Braves over 159-plus career innings. But the Braves, in a season where their offense continues to hit at another level that we've not seen many offenses hit in recent MLB history, the Braves hit three home runs off of Zach Wheeler. This is only the third time in 224 career starts for Wheeler that he gave up three home runs. So no small feat that the Braves were able to get to Wheeler in Citizens Bank Park and they were able to take a 6-1 to lead. However, just as we saw on Monday, this Phillies offense right now has been one of the better offenses in baseball, especially with the return of Bryce Harper to form and the fact that Trey Turner has definitely rounded into form as well. Both Turner and Harper, along with Bryson Stott, they delivered three big home runs late in the game against the Braves, including Trey Turner hitting the game-tying home run of Rysel Iglesias to make the score. But then in the top of the 10th inning, the Braves were able to take the lead 7-6, and Brad Hand, who the Braves acquired on the last day of the deadline, as extra insurance when it came to having an extra lefty in the bullpen, he was able to get the job done against the Phillies' order, getting out Bryson Stott, Brandon Marsh, and Johan Rojas to be able to close out the game for the Braves and give them their second win in this series against the Phillies. So certainly a big win for the Braves, and this game certainly was not short at all. It had no shortage of storylines worth discussing. Of course, the historic home runs for the Braves. Matt Olson tying Andrew Jones' franchise record. Now with 51 home runs on the season, we certainly could see him over the next few days look to surpass Andrew Jones for the all-time single-season home run lead in Braves franchise history. The Braves also now have 281 home runs on the season. Another game with three plus home runs that puts them well on the pace to eventually surpass the 307 hit by the Minnesota Twins back in 2019, but of significance tonight was the fact that the Braves have now hit 281 on the season. That sets a new single season mark for the history of the National League. No National League team has hit more home runs in a single season than the 2023 Atlanta Braves. And of course, not to be lost in all the excitement and in all the drama that was there on Tuesday night was the fact that this was a likely pitching matchup we could see in the postseason. Yes, the Braves had success against Zach Wheeler, but it, they also got a very good performance from five innings, only one run allowed, six strikeouts, despite the home run that he give, gave up to Castellanos, who has had Max Reed's numbers for years now. The Braves were able to find success through Freed. He was able to give them five good innings of pitching. He more than did his job in, in a less than ideal environment, and the Braves were able to get the lead with him on the mound that they were able to maintain throughout the rest of the game until the ninth inning when they once again came back and won in extra innings. And that's another, you know, small yet significant part of the storyline of this game. The Braves for two straight days have now been able to win games in extra innings. And they did it despite the fact that 
one of the potential pitfalls that I feel like is is worth at least mentioning for this Braves team is that they could run into trouble when it comes to their bullpen. Their bullpen against the, the Phillies potentially in Citizens Bank Park against the Dodgers in Dodger Stadium, the Braves bullpen on the road I think is going to be a big storyline for their potential October success this year. In back-to-back -back days, the Braves bullpen struggled in a game, but the offense had done enough work for the Braves to endure those struggles. And then, in what this year has certainly been a positive turn, when it comes to the Braves' success in extra inning games, the Braves were able to endure the struggles of their bullpen, and they eventually, once again, were able to get the job done in extra innings. This is the ninth time that the Braves have been in an extra inning game in 2023. They are 7-2 in those games. I don't think that I need to remind many of how much the Braves struggled when it came to extra inning games over the past few years. It's been great to see that the Braves have gotten better when it comes to extra innings because we could definitely see an extra inning scenario potentially play out when it comes to the postseason. Don't mean to be dramatic. Don't mean to put too much significance on this game, but without a doubt, the Phillies are, are, are a very, there's a very good potential that the Braves could be facing the Phillies in the NLDS. And over the past two days, not, not everything right has worked out for the Braves. They, their pitching staff, especially the bullpen, has certainly struggled over the past two games. But this Braves team being able to endure those struggles and still figure out a way to win, that makes these type of games substantial. These type of experiences substantial for October because if you experience them now, you have reference points of what it will take to win in these type of tense, dramatic, high stakes games. And there it's, that could really be beneficial for the Braves once the games obviously matter more once October comes around. But not everything significant on Tuesday occurred on the field. There was a significant roster move, a bit unexpected, that occurred off the, on the field, excuse me. Not everything significant on, on Tuesday occurred on the field. There was a bit of significant news off the field that also could make an impact on the postseason for Atlanta when it comes to their bullpen. And hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Prop G Pod wherever you get your podcasts. As they have done many other times so far this season, the Braves made plenty of roster have made plenty of roster moves over the past few days as they prepared for this four games in three days start of the road trip to Philadelphia against the Phillies at Citizens Bank Park. And many of the roster moves made sense as the Braves were just trying to keep their pitching staff as fresh as possible in preparation for this busy stretch of mid-September. But Tuesday brought with it probably a bit of surprising news. 
Dylan Lee, who has been who has been a very effective reliever over the past few seasons for the Braves, but this year unfortunately has been much, very impacted by injury. He once again was placed on the injured list due to what seems to be shoulder inflammation issues with his shoulder that kept him out for much of the past two to three months, and it now has landed him back on the injured list. And and just to be straightforward and honest with you, this definitely puts a big question mark on Dylan Lee's availability when it comes to the postseason. As he was returning from previously being on the injured list due to shoulder issues that kept him out for multiple months, it took him a bit longer than expected. You know, that may have been due to procedural roster moves or what have you, but his rehab took a bit longer than many had expected, but he did eventually come up in September. And as a matter of fact, he pitched in Philadelphia on Monday. He struggled in his outing, and the Braves initially announced that they were going to option him down to AAA. But then they announced, after looking further into his status, that he once again is dealing with shoulder issues, and he's been, he has been placed on the injured list. Now, it's not a guarantee that he's out for the remainder of the season, but without a doubt, it definitely puts a big question mark on just how trustworthy he could be, even if the best case scenario were to work out and he were to be eligible to return once he's available to from the injury list. The big thing that I'm getting at with the placement of Dylan Lee on the injury list is that this is, in my opinion, a significant development when it comes to the Braves' bullpen in terms of the left-handers that they will look to utilize in the playoffs. Because going into the playoffs... The combination of Dylan Lee and A.J. Minter, that was one of the, especially in the National League, that was one of the top left-handed duos of any bullpen in any National League bullpen that potentially could be in the playoffs. The combination of a healthy A.J. Minter and Dylan Lee, that's a pretty good one-two combination from the left side that the Braves could have featured, and they still may be able to. But if Dylan Lee is limited to where he's not available to pitch for the Braves in a setup that could see the Braves facing the Phillies in the NLDS and the Dodgers then potentially in the NLCS, you've got Bryce Harper, Kyle Schwarber, Bryson Stott, and others. You've got a Philly lineup who a big part of their success comes from left-handed batters. For the Dodgers, you have James Outman, you have Freddie Freeman, you have Max Muncie. A big part of their success comes from left-handed batters. If the path to the World Series for the Braves goes through them playing against the Phillies as well as against the Dodgers, having only one true trustworthy left-hander that you could trust to go out there and pitch an inning with confidence, that's going to be a tall order for the Braves' bullpen. And this is especially true when you consider the fact that over the past two weeks, the Braves have played four games at Dodger Stadiums. The Braves have now played three games at Citizens Bank Park in this four-game series. In those seven games, the Braves' bullpen has struggled se several times, especially when it comes to the middle relief option for the Braves' bullpen. Talking about Pierce Johnson, he struggled in Dodger Stadium. Joe Jimenez struggled on Tuesday night. Asking the Braves right-handed options out of the bullpen to limit the left-handed hitting option of both the Dodgers and the Phillies, that's going to be a huge, huge key to the Braves' success in October if Dylan Lee is unavailable. Now, of course, the other potential factor in this is now, if Dylan Lee may not be available for at least the start of the postseason, there's a good chance that Brad Hand takes on a bigger role in the bullpen. He got the job done on Tuesday night, and you 
have to feel, though he struggled at times against left-handed hitters, you have to feel that the Braves would feel would would feel confident uh, with him against left-handed hitters. He's done a good job against left-handed hitters in, in the recent years in his career, so he could be trustworthy against left-handed options. But giving him the ball to work a full inning against both left-handers and right-handers, that becomes a bigger ask. And so his ability, how he's going to be used, it's going to be a bit more strategic using him than it would be A.J. Minter. But of course, there's positive news when it comes to the Braves' bullpen. If it's a bit negative that Dylan Lee's availability for the postseason now is in question, then it's a good thing that Jesse Chavez started tonight's game for the Gwinnett Stripers. We've seen indications that Nick Anderson potentially could be working his way back from injury as well. Could Jackson Stevens become a potential option for this Braves bullpen? There's no doubt the Braves have the depth and the talent to get the job done still, even if Dylan Lee is not available for the postseason, but it's going to come with more responsibility for the Braves' middle relief options and for Brad Hand for them to be able to get the job done. At the end of the day, I definitely still have confidence in the Braves' bullpen. It's been one of the best bullpens in baseball all season long, but it's going to be a tough task, especially without an additional left-hander with of Dylan Lee's talent level to support the bullpen. It's going to be a tough task for this Braves bullpen to navigate successfully through both the Phillies and the Dodgers potentially in the postseason, but they're more than capable of getting it done, especially if we can get reinforcements such as Jesse Chavez and Nick Anderson as the postseason arrives. But before too much attention is given to October, the Braves still have plenty of business to take care of when it comes to the remainder of September in the 2023 regular season. And that starts on Wednesday in the finale of the series against the Phillies with Spencer Strider on the mound for the Braves. His last time out, Spencer Strider obviously struggled against the Cardinals, but he certainly can redeem himself with a good start against the Phillies in Citizens Bank Park, which could allow for the Braves to take one step closer to them winning their six straight division title if they can get the win against the Phillies on Wednesday. For the Phillies, going against Strider will be left-hander Christopher Sanchez. The Braves have done a good job of finding early success against Phillies pitching in this series. If they can do it once again, facing the left-hander who we know the Braves love to face, if they can do it once again and give Spencer Strider a lead to work with, perhaps he can go five, six, seven innings, get the ball once again to the Braves bullpen, a hopefully a little bit less drama will occur and the Braves should be able to find themselves in a situation where they can win three out of four games against the Phillies in Philadelphia. And why not make some history in the process? Hey, 12, uh, tw 12 homers in 20 games, including the playoffs for Matt Olson in Citizens Bank Park. Maybe there's no better place for him to break the franchise record when it comes to home runs. If Ronald Acuna Jr. wants to boost his MVP uh, resume as well, have at it. If the Braves offense can get going early against Sanchez, that could help Strider settle in and the Braves could find themselves with a three out of four victories in this series against the Phillies. And what a way for them to take a step closer to earning their sixth straight division title. Of course, we'll have you fully covered when it comes to all of the action in tomorrow's game here on the Daily Hammer as well as the Battery Power Podcast Network. You can find all the great content when it comes to the Battery Power Podcast Network at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, across all forms of social media and free on all podcast platforms. My name's Sean Coleman. It's great to be back with you once again. Go Braves! We'll talk to you again soon here on the Daily Hammer. <laughs>
Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Prop G Pod wherever you get your podcasts. 